Well, the holidays are here, and it's that time of year when often our hearts are full of expectations. Of course, the kids' hearts are full of expectations, and you know what they're expecting. Christmas break and a Christmas tree laden with the gifts that very expressly let you know they hope are under there. Well, traditionally, Advent is in fact a time of waiting, and yet in our culture and time, it's actually a season of can't wait, and especially it's a season of can't wait for the sales and big deals to begin. On our way home from Thanksgiving dinner with our family down in Albany, we got slowed down miles shy of Woodburn. (laughs) It was unbelievable. It was somewhere around 9.30 p.m., And the exit line into Woodburn and to the outlet factory store was literally miles to the south. And apparently the sales began at midnight, right? The day after Thanksgiving, midnight. Well, it took us several minutes to get past that exit and congestion, only to discover on the north side the line was even miles longer. And as we passed the factory outlet, we could see the parking lot was already full. And there were already lines of people in front of their chosen stores. It was astounding. Well, I can't complain much because Christmas came early last Sunday evening. (laughs) I got a completely unexpected gift, literally from God and from God's people. The gift of a new guitar. But I thought I would share with you the rest of the story. This isn't just any guitar. This is a guitar made by a company called Duncan Africa. Jay Duncan is a master craftsman and guitar maker who has experienced tremendous success in Canada. Something inspired him to take his craft his gift and his skills halfway around the world to a little village in Uganda called Mpiji. In Africa, of course, there are marvelous artisans. And so he gathered a community of artisans to learn the art of luthiery. That's the art of lute making, guitar making, not Lutheran guitars, but (laughs) luthiery. And he is training those already skilled and gifted artisans to build and craft these marvelous guitars. And then he is marketing them in North America, where, of course, they draw a good sum and are literally providing, I mean, fresh hope, fresh income, fresh employment, and a fresh future not just for the artisans, but for their families, their extended families, their villages, and the extended community. It's a stunning vision. And I wondered, where in the world did he get a vision like that? It didn't take me long. The guitar comes with a warranty. Inside the guitar is scribed the name of the apprentice luthier, guitar maker. And this is how Jay Duncan signs off his warranty. On behalf of the, our students in MPG, I would like to thank you for purchasing this Duncan Africa Subi series guitar. 
Your decision to purchase this instrument will affect many lives in MPG and will allow us to continue to share the fine art of luthiery with our brothers and sisters in Uganda. May his goodness and mercy follow you always. Could have figured that one out, huh? God had gotten a hold of his heart. And in the face of this world's desperate needs and discouragement and often broken hopes and dreams, inspired by the love of God and the living Savior, he's not just taking a craft and an art to Africa, he's taking the love and hope of the living God to Africa. This Advent season, we want not simply to remember and to prepare for the celebration of Christ's first coming at Christmas. We want to remember and celebrate and prepare our hearts for his second coming. And to latch our hearts to the living hope that he is coming again. And when he comes, he brings a new heaven and a new earth. And the question is, what do you expect of him in the meantime? And what do you hope for your own life in the meantime? Well, today I want to lift up two realities and promises from God's Word that come from passages that for centuries God's people have read on this, the first Sunday of Advent. The first you've already heard from Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 to 16. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord our righteousness. What's important to know about this promise of God is it comes from the lips of a prophet named Jeremiah six centuries before Jesus' own ministry on this earth. Six centuries. It comes at a time when the people of God in the kingdom of Judah had placed all their trust and confidence and hope in the walls of Jerusalem, in the bricks of Solomon's temple, and in the king of David's line that sat on the throne. That trust did not, however, inspire them to live lives of faithfulness and justice and mercy before God. And God allowed great judgment to come. As Jeremiah gives this promise, he himself is persecuted, he's been imprisoned, and the armies of Babylon surround Jerusalem ready to tear it down brick by brick, including the temple, and they will literally cut off the line of David for centuries to come. Cut it off like a stump in the woods. And it's just at that time that God gives the promise that one day a righteous branch will sprout from that hewn stump of David's throne. Six centuries later, God fulfilled this promise with the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. Six centuries later, Jerusalem had been rebuilt 
the temple had been restored to its magnificent glory. And sadly, once again, God's people had put their trust not in God and in living the lives that God desired of them, lives of justice and mercy, of righteousness and peace. They put their confidence in the stuff and things of this world. But we have this, and we know this to be true, God fulfills God's promises. You can count on it, you can bank on it, whatever circumstances you face. The second text comes from Luke chapter 21 and Jesus' own lips. Jesus is now in the final week before he gives his life for us on a cross. And instead of being welcomed as God's anointed, the coming king promised of ages ago, The rulers and religious leaders are prepared to reject him and to put him to death on a cross. And they have staked their hopes once again on those brick walls of Jerusalem, those golden walls of the temple restored. And they are looking for a king, but the wrong one. He's right before their eyes, but they miss him. And this is what the King of Heaven says to them and to those who would follow him. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This is the second promise. Whatever is happening in this world, whatever walls are falling down from the financial walls of Wall Street, right, to the security uh, of our own circumstances, the promise comes, don't give up. Don't give up hope. Don't give up on God. In fact, latch your heart to God because your salvation, your redemption is nearer than you think. And this is how Jesus describes it. He gave them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know the summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know the kingdom of God is near. So he says, don't waste your lives on lesser things. How many signs do you need to see before you put your trust not in the things of this world, but in me? In me. So today the question is this. What are you hoping for? What are you expecting? What we learn from the witness of Scripture is that things in this world don't always get better. Sometimes they get worse. But those are not the things that are to shape our lives. I mean, do you feel like some of your hopes have been hewn down like a tree in the forest? Do you feel discouraged by your circumstances? Do you feel like God is somehow far off and out of reach? It's not true. He is closer than you think. Ready to help, ready to give you hope. Ready not to necessarily alter the circumstances of your life, but alter the way you see your life and the possibilities of life as He 
enters in and restores your heart and hope in God. What does that look like? This past week, something unexpected happened. A Christchurch friend introduced me through uh, an email with a YouTube link to someone I'm glad I got a chance to get to know, at least of him. His name is Nick. I think he's either from New Zealand or Australia. He's an extraordinary human being who has faced remarkable obstacles and setbacks from the moment he took his first breath. It hasn't been easy to overcome. But take a look and see what can happen when the change occurs not out there somewhere, but in here, right here. My name is Nick Vujicic and I love traveling around the world, fishing, golfing and swimming. I love living life. I am happy. Nick Vujicic and it's a pleasure to be with you. So I have no limbs but I have my little chicken drumstick. Along the way, you might fall down like this. Ready? <laughs> Hello! Right. So what do you do when you fall down? Get back up. Everybody knows to get back up because if I start walking, I'm not going to get anywhere. But I tell you, there are some times in life where you fall down and you feel like you don't have the strength to get back up. Do you think you have hope? Because I tell you, I'm down here, face down, and I have no arms, no legs. It should be impossible for me to get back up, but it's not. You see, I will try 100 times to get up, and if I fail 100 times, 
If I fail and I give up, do you think that I'm ever going to get up? No. But if I fail, I try again and again and again. But I just want you to know that it's not the end. It matters how you're going to finish. Are you going to finish strong? And you will find that strength to get back up like this. saw this video, I kept asking myself, where in the world does a human being like this come from? How does that happen? How do you go from desolation and despair, bitterness at your circumstances, to hope and courage and a desire to light up the hearts of tens of thousands of kids, whoever God puts you in front of? How, how does that happen? Well, I didn't have to wait long to find out. Do I pay for arms and legs? Um, do I still desire them? Um, you know what? I, I actually do. You know, I, I'm not discouraged if he doesn't give it to me. Um, and it's not that I'm not content, because I am content, I'm fine, I'm, I'm, it, it, it's such a big, big ministry that God's given me, and, and such a beautiful thing to witness people's hearts being changed and transformed because of the, you know, the testimony that we bring of, of God's glory, grace, and perfection. But, um, you know, I, I st I'm still believing for the miracle. I'd like you to pull out the hearts that you received. Hope, hopefully you picked up a heart as you came in today. <laughs> if not, you'll have a chance to fill one out. The question is this. What hopes and expectations do you want to fill your heart this Christmas season? What are your prayers for yourself, for those you love, for maybe some circumstance in this world? What are the hopes we have as, as God's people in this place? And I invite you to write out that prayer. We want to literally fill this house of worship with the prayers of God's people, with a prayer wall, and fill trees with our prayers so that week by week we can walk past and read the heart cries of one another and share those prayers and lift up those prayers together as a church. So I invite you in these next few moments and as the music team sings to write out a prayer for your heart, for your hopes, a way that you would love to see God live and move in your life and in this world. How does a human being like a Nick happen? Through the living power and presence of the Lord of love. He came at Christmas, but he comes even now to 
fill us up with hope, to help us stand up strong, to lift our eyes to God, and to know that our Redeemer has drawn near. Let's pray and reflect and write our prayers as we sing. you